I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All these rhino horn poachers, they're welcome to come and have a go at my toenails. Hello. How much are you loving Pat's gorgeous guitar on that? It's sumptuous. It's beautiful. Uh, thanks so much for that, Pat. Love it. Uh, yesterday, I started doing the uh, band tune. Uh, I was drunk, uh, but it's actually all right listening back this morning. Um, so that's exciting. I'm going to roll that out soon. And what a the last 24 hours, like more kind of actionable stuff you can talk about news stories came in than in the whole of the last three months. So let's crack on. Showbiz Fix with Matt Bassett, only on Radio Chat, sponsored by Killtech. Well, hello there, and welcome to Showbuzz Fucks with me, Matt Bassett, wearing my best formal jacket and shirt, showing you that I mean business, but I can have fun in the last hour too. Showbiz, judge, jury, and executioner for Britain's brightest newspaper for Britain's dumbest people. How are we still going? Uh, Loads to talk about today, and of course, take the moral high ground over. Uh, Gislaine Maxwell. Now, what's going on there? Prince Andrew, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton. Maybe let's focus on Bill Clinton. Now, we don't know if Gislaine is guilty of anything, but we say hanging out with Bill Clinton should be a crime in itself. Am I right, guys? For more on this, why not watch me doing my radio chat show, pointlessly pursing my lips, mm, like that, and nodding, mm, while I roll my eyes in a kind of, yep, that's it, way. Mm. Why am I doing it? It's a radio show. Let's press on. And what's this next story? 
bylineinvestigates.com. Well, who are they? Uh, now, let me say right now, this looks like a vicious smear against a beloved executive editor of a family newspaper alleging cash payments made to relatives of people working for the Rolls. And let me tell you right now that this kind of underhanded behaviour gives the gentlemen of the press, such as myself, the bad name which they do not do. Taxi! Take me to the airport! Taxi! Take me to the secret bunker! We'll be nice and safe here, Matt. We knew this day would come, didn't we? Nice and safe. Just us now, Matt. Just us. And Dr. David Starkey briefly resurfaced yesterday with some ill-timed comments about slavery. When I say ill-timed, I say they were ill-timed by about 300 years, as he would say, uh, saying slavery wasn't genocide or we wouldn't have so many, and I quote, damn blacks in Africa and Britain. Oh my God, sir, never speak again. Classical music is playing and I'm walking down a long corridor. The year is 1833, and here, in Cadogan Place, London, a man lies on his deathbed. Just three days earlier, a bill passes through Parliament that will change the world and allow the damn blacks to survive and propagate. His name was William Wilberforce. He ended slavery and thus brought about the end of an era of British colonialism, which in that interview yesterday I described as fruitful, although nobody seems to be talking about that bit. And before I tell you about the next bit, I'll just walk past the camera and go somewhere else. I'm Dr. David Starkey, and the chances of me getting a gig like this again are about eight trillion to one. These were the days when I could walk about and tell you about someone who actually did something, as opposed to being me, someone who reads about people doing something and then talking about them. I fear and hate black people. William Wilberforce was born here in Yorkshire in 1759 and went on to spoil everything, etc, etc. I don't like, I don't like, don't like them. I fear them. Thanks and goodbye forever to uh, Dr. David Starkey. Uh, it's time now for Game Saves. I've been promising this all week. It's John Holmes talking about the video game that meant the most to him. So, without any further ado, here it is. Game Saves. Uh, and my first guest is John Holmes, because... Oh, how did you get How did you get me? How'd it you was get a real get. It was a real get. <laughs> Um, your agent, by the way, is a piece of work. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, thanks very much for doing this. So first of all, I just want to know, what's, what's the game that you've chosen? Well, I, I struggled with this, Jacob, right, mm. because I have never been a gamer, okay? It's something that has mostly mm. passed me by. So when big game releases happen, I see, you know, people we know tweeting about new games that have come out, and I, 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 it's just not my world. So my, my world of gaming started when the Spectrum, the Sinclair Spectrum came out nice. when I was a kid. And when were you, you as a child, were you on the Spectrum? <laughs> I think my parents would say I was. Yeah. Um, but I, so I had some, so it was a bit difficult because I, well, it was difficult because I'm not a gamer, but easy because I didn't have many to choose from. Yes. Okay. So, so I sort of had two periods in my, so I think my escape from the real world when I was a kid yeah. was probably um, a, a toss-up between Manic Minor 
Uh, there was Jet Set Willy. Um, I've certainly heard of Jet Set Willy, which I, th- I think, like smallpox, has now been eradicated. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a bit when the Spectrum bubble was over. Uh, I I did not get back into. I didn't have uh, you know uh, an Atari mm-hmm. or any of the consoles or anything no. like that, or even a Sega Mega Drive. Um, I got only got back into games at all when I had a PC. Years ah. later, so this would have been early nineties as opposed yes. to the early eighties. Yes, uh, and Tomb Raider came out, and and I got very into Tomb Raider. Right, that was it. That was so the you're, one. you're that playing was the it on the computer. Me. Yeah, and this is absolutely. is this Tomb Raider one. Yes. Right. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I, I, a friend of mine uh, who was very into video games was brilliant at them. And even in the days before watching people play video games on YouTube was yeah, a yeah. thing, I used to go around his house, uh, you know, to hang out and he'd be excellent at things like Doom yes. or Quake. Oh, yeah. I can't do go, any of those. No, he'd go, have a go at this. And I'd go, yeah. And I'd be dead within three seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, and that's three lives gone within three seconds yeah. as well. So, so I was, ho- I couldn't do it. So I watched him doing it and I tried, I couldn't. Anyway, Tomb Raider I liked because it was solving puzzles, wasn't it? It wasn't all fighting. Exactly. So that's I, I, I can't why take I liked fighting. it. You know, I absolutely agree. Um, it's funny, like my, um, when my little boy was about, I think about nine or 10 months old, a GTA yeah. five came out and both me and Kim were quite excited to play it. Um, it's one of the few games we thought might be fun to play. Um, and we bought it and just never had the energy. And we were like, it wouldn't it be brilliant if someone would just come round and play it on our behalf and then we could just watch. I'm not that familiar with the game, but is this the one where you just go around murdering people and prostitutes? Yeah, and you Kim's that to really into it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But um, five-year-old, so did you yeah. say five playing that? I'm not sure. No, 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 no. It was GTA 5. He wasn't five. Oh, GTA he was like five. 10 months old and we were far too tired. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I suck at first-person shooters. I don't understand how you're supposed to be able to like run along with one hand and then well, aim with the other hand. Well, I can't move sideways. I know. No, I cannot and it's strafe. Like, no, that, exactly that. And to play those games, you need to strafe. Yeah. That is, they are strafe-based games. I, I got <laughs> Years later, I got an, um, my, my girlfriend, my then-girlfriend, got me an Xbox. Okay. Okay. Uh, with the latest Tomb Raider on it. So Tomb Raider, I don't know how many it went up to. Okay. But this yeah. was sort of... Um, well, then it becomes uh, like, you know, Tomb Raider Reborn or Tomb Raider Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, but it, was, or, yeah. it was still the sort of same model. I think it had gone mad yet. I think it was still Tomb Raider-esque. But the point was, she got me a Tomb Raider, but she also got me Halo, right? The game Halo. Oh, right, which okay. I think you play a space marine. Running around, do, and shooting everything, and then uh, shooting everything. Yeah. Now, now I, she gave me the game on a. It was Christmas, Christmas Day. I thought, oh, Halo, right? I'm going to play Halo, so I put Halo in, and that was Christmas Day. I don't remember the year, but I'm going to say early 2000s, something like that. Okay, and I, within five minutes, I got out of the spaceship, and I could hear a battle raging on the other side of whatever. <laughs> moon i was on <laughs> yeah, yeah okay uh with space aliens yeah. and i jumped out with the other space marines i jumped out of the the, the craft and i and i went towards the fighting yep. and i i fell in a swamp okay <laughs> and i kid you not over the years i've put that game back on but it remembers your position right so since the early 2000s i have been stuck in a swamp. i saw no combat no combat <laughs> i got stuck in a swamp a in some reeds water. <laughs> yeah. yes And I'm still there, Jake. I'm still there. (laughs) 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. <laughs> so, um, Tomb Raider 1, I mean, I love the Tomb Raider games because, like you say, they were they were very kind of atmospheric. And this is my sort of thing I hate about first-person shooter games is that you're always running around. You never have time to kind of take it in. Yes, yes, you know exactly what I mean? that. Um, and if I was a game designer, I'd be annoyed by the frenetic pace. Yeah. Because you want people to go, that's a marvellous bit of rendering, don't you? Yeah. If you've designed it. What a lovely no, bush. What an amazing yeah. tree. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. look at these. I mean, I've been looking at reeds in Halo for 20 years, and they're <laughs> rendered very accurately. So, I'll be honest with you. Um, tell me about what was going on in your life so you you just got your first computer and you were playing this tomb raider what was your life like i this would have been um so i i graduated from uni uh, and i didn't have a computer at uni because they weren't invented when i was at university i had a um i had a, a pcw um 8512 which was oh, an amstrad yes. word processor god that was Thank an amazing you. thing with a daisy wheel printer Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, I remember um, that. I've still got it. That's it. Not the dot matrix one, which went... No, no, the clack, clack. I had the clacker, not the... Much cleaner print. And so I bought my first PC. And so I'd already left uni. And then I went to America for three months. And I came back and I and I thought... What were you doing in America for three months? Was that travelling? I lived in a car. Yeah. I lived in a car with my friend Graham. That's... we. We travelled, um, we we drove 13,000 miles in three months around America. Okay. Uh, and it was uh, it was amazing. And we smelled bad. Um, <laughs> but, but, but I came home and I, and I thought, oh, I'm going to need one of these newfangled computers. Right. Um, and, and then Tomb Raider was a thing at the time. And so I thought, well, I'll get that. And I got quite addicted. So what I was doing, I, I was slightly unemployed, having come back from America and going, well, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was living in a student house, but it was, f- there was maybe one student in it. The rest of us are just, you know, we're all unemployed right. and still trying to hang on to your student days, I think. Hmm. And then I, um, I got a job. I got a job in a theatre 
Oh, Remember right. those before the lockdown? No, Remember no, 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 never, never patronised them. Anyway, so my job in the, if you like, in the in the main was uh, doing sound and lighting in theatre, okay. and that meant once the show was up and running and rigged, which often was the Sunday and the Monday, mm-hmm. you know, the show goes, the show's ready to go, mm. so you not don't have to go to work till five o'clock in the evening. So I'd spend my day, great, um, often playing these games of of Tomb Raider. As a form of escape from the uh, from the theatre, even though I felt slightly guilty because I wanted to get into comedy at the time, I was sort of writing jokes for things. Yes, but I tended then to do that at the theatre rather than waste my Tomb Raider time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sort of reminds me of uh, um, I, I I set up a. I uh, sort of developed this pet theory in my twenties that it's stupid going out on a Friday night and getting hungover. Um, for the for your weekend like because you've just ruined all of your time if if you're going to recover from a hangover <laughs> you should do it on the on the company dime on the company so we set yes. up monday club where we would go out on a monday night expressly to get as drunk as possible um That's very good. and spend the and it's a, it's a young person's game man it's it's hard it's really hard it's yeah, awful yeah, yeah. Um, i i and, i regret now once i was working i i won't i could you know i don't even remember what show it was but it was pretty high profile at the time this is when i you know first started doing comedy writing mm. and, and and i was young and thought i could do that and, and one night i did mm. pull an all-nighter and then oh. have to be somewhere in soho yeah. early the next morning um and and I, I to say I was hopeless uh, that day would be an understatement. I mean, it was. I tried to hide it, but I think everyone knew. Yeah. Well, I disbanded it. You know, when I realised that I, I I just couldn't sustain it anymore. But but mainly because I discovered that there's quite a big neo-Nazi organisation with the same name. <laughs> I was just <laughs> grateful to have the excuse, to be honest with you. Um. So right. So you had these sort of these days of solitude. I'm guessing where you were kind of on your own in this house because other people were out or were they students watching Countdown yeah, and all I, that? Yeah, I was thinking by then, I was, just, I was just trying to remember. I think it, it all happened around the same time that I bought my first house. Oh, okay. Because back then, kids, that was possible. Wow. Um, and it obviously I wasn't d- very expensive. Hang on a minute, we're about the same age. I didn't buy a house. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, well, how did I oh, buy You probably bought it in like Leicester or something. No, it was in Canterbury. Okay, well, same. Yeah, but outside, yeah, <laughs> not but London. Was, uh, it was in. Oh London. no, it wasn't. Oh no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. But it was still south. No, you say it was still the southeast. But it was. But it was. Yeah, it was then. It was cheap as you know. It was fine. I could do it on my theatre money uh, and, and stuff. It Insane. was you know. So it was sort of all right. Um, so I remember, yeah, and it sort of. If I look back at the time, I must have then spent that time doing that yeah exactly in the day home alone i'm mm. uh, just just playing tomb raider in my pants i also liked the noise she made you know when she used to you she i discovered as <laughs> as as a, as a tomb raider aficionado yourself yeah. when she would run into a wall or something oh, or, yeah. or hit a, a shelf of a shelf she'd miss the jump yeah. she'd go ah okay and yeah and uh, I, I got funny, to the point where I could do that remember. deliberately. That's the one you remember. I remember when you like you try and run somewhere you weren't allowed, and she just go, no. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. That's, that was my takeout. Were you happy? Like, did, did you need this game? Or were you actually kind of having a good time? I don't, I don't, no, I didn't need it. I think mm. it, I was surprised because it was the first computer game I could do without dying instantly. Yes. And... 
so I found it, and I liked the mystery. I liked the idea. You know, it was all for mm. a bit Indiana Jones, wasn't it? Yeah, I've always yeah, been yeah. Into that kind of thing. So, so the expl- the exploration side of it and the mm. puzzle solving was what I liked. I mm. think. Um, and but, I did think uh, they were beautiful games. I played Tomb Raider three, which I was hopeless at. It was impossibly hard. Which one was Tomb Raider? What happened in Tomb Raider three? I think you start in a jungle. And you're running around, and the music was incredible. Uh, but yeah, and and of course, you know now you, you'd sort of laugh at the 400 pixels of it. But yeah, yeah, I've seen the screen. It was I mean, just I, I, a I mean, staggering, I'm, beautiful jungle canopy. It it was, and and the the I remember. I, don't know, I can't remember which number Tomb Raider it was, but there was a there was a level called the Cistern, which which cistern. was the Cistern. cistern. Oh, I thought you said Cistern, as in the toilet. <laughs> Yes, no, that's it. That's what I mean. Oh right. Yes, yes, it was. It was a series of ancient cisterns. Okay. Beneath Tomb Raider a jungle, One, a it temple. Was Tomb Raider One. Was it? Yeah. You just googled that. Yeah. There you go. And I remember that. And that was I used to. And you had to work out what to pull in the cistern in order to make the water level rise to get you to the doors at the top without drowning. And when she drowned, she used to flip over in a really sort of interesting, balletic, in many ways, sort of a way. Yeah. So the cistern, I always remember the cistern, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. I don't know why. Bit weird, but... Uh, (laughs) Mm. Um, Well, John Holmes, thanks so much for uh, talking about uh, your, your game of choice and that time in your life. Um, are you, is there anything that anyone should be paying attention to that you're doing at the moment? No, no. Come on. <laughs> are you, Come on. No, what are you doing? Are you, what no, are you doing? Not, not really. Uh, what am I, what, that's a really good question. What am I doing? You must um, be peddling some of. I'm peddling. I mean, the, I'm peddling the usual crap, obviously. The, the one show show. We can mention that. Yeah. Yeah. We? Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a, as a podcast, um, for those that may not know, it's where, we take uh, myself and guests, including Mr. Jake Yap, Hello. take a deep dive into TV's shallowest programme <laughs> and then rip it apart like dogs in a bin. Yeah, uh, it's sort of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon where you try to dive into a glass of water, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's nothing there of substance, and but it still yeah. takes us an hour to pull the one show apart and into bits. Uh, it's like, it's, it's sort of bullying the one show, but I think it's still put, punching up. Isn't it really? I, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. I think. I mean, so. they're on. They're on telly. So, and I'm not. Yeah, so exactly. I'm I think. Up. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Let's look at the paychecks, and I think. Yeah. I think it's still <laughs> exactly. Fair. Uh, well, John Holmes, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thanks so much. We'll speak I, soon. I, in a minute. I, yeah, in a minute. I, when you press stop. Yeah, I'll press stop now. All right. Bye. Right. That's it for the podcast for this week. Thanks very much indeed for your company. Now, uh, if you are a Patreon, uh, don't forget we've got the Watch Along tonight, uh, 9.30. I've got some really good stuff for you tonight. Really mad stuff uh, that we can all watch together. Uh, If you would like to, uh, it's not too late. You can uh, join up uh, to Patreon right now uh, for as little as $2 a month, guys. Uh, It's patreon.com slash nottodaypodcast pod uh many thanks to all of my supporters uh on there for uh, making this podcast possible have a wonderful weekend if i don't see you tonight and uh yeah see you monday lots of love bye bye this has been a swanburst media production a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.